The Big Footy Port Adelaide podcast is proudly sponsored by New Vision. My team, Kanda, power. I love the power. power, power. I love the power. power, power. G'day everyone and welcome to the Big Footy Port Adelaide podcast. Coming to you live on Port Fan Radio. I'm your host, Mac19, and joining us, as always, on Monday nights is Porsche. Hey, hey. Not long now. Woohoo. A few days left. Last, the four days. Last group of uh, previews. We've got the Fanner Jar tomorrow and then on Thursday. The big one. It's time. Did you get it's your um, potato jams yet? Uh, yes. Good, I good, am good. well stocked in uh, potato jams, <laughs> which is good. <laughs> it's, it's absurd to think. Beers that. are in the fridge. Yeah, uh, ready to go, ready to rumble. It's Bring absurd it to think that the um, you know, that the star behind the amazing Soto's franchise uh, is lacking for any fried food at any time. But there you go. <laughs> oh dear, that's it. <laughs> that's right. Uh, well, look, here we are. The last player preview for yeah. 2018. Vic Metro Part Two. We'll get straight into it. Uh, the first player we're going to talk about is uh, Riley West, mm. who's uh, the son of Scott West uh, of Bulldogs fame. So, obviously, he is a Western Bulldogs father-son. Uh, he's very much like his old man. He's a 180-centimetre inside midfielder. He's good. Um, pretty clever. Um, has uh, pretty clean skills. Real desire to win the footy, just like his old man. What are your thoughts on Riley West? Apart Look. from he, the uh, absolutely shocking spelling of his name, Riley. <laughs> Yeah, look, I think that, you know, we're old enough now that you just accept that names are what they are. <laughs> like this, this, we, don't, we no longer live in a generation of, you know, when everyone, every, every boy, for example, was named Matt or Adam and every girl was named, I don't know, something like Jessica. That was a big yeah. one. Um, yeah, anyway, we're not in that age anymore. Uh, you just make it your own spelling. Yeah, Riley West, gee, he's mm. good. I like him. And he's when, good. When we talk about... Smaller players, because he's a smaller player, he's 180 centimetres. When you talk about smaller players that can elevate to AFL level, I feel like his strengths are exactly what you really want to see, which is that he yeah. has he's really good hard running, really good endurance, and his ground level play is excellent. Yeah. So he's got he's got the he's got his dad's low centre of gravity. So if someone tackles him, then they're gonna to have to drag real hard because he's just able to pivot at ground level so easily. You know, he's he's uh, he's he's gonna to be tough to, to pin down. Um, just for that reason alone. And if there's a ground ball, I mean, he can get it. So he gets it so well. He's a really good yeah. player um, for a small midfielder. He's, he's exactly what you want uh, when you're taking uh, that sort of player. So, yeah, he's not If the you're one... taking a small mid, small inside mid, then he's the sort of player that you want to take because yeah. he's very much see ball, get ball. And, yeah. uh, and yeah. he wins it more often than not. Yeah. Uh, he really thrives on winning that contest. And um, I've got him down as having a, a Franco esque shimmy. Okay, yeah, uh, yeah, which yeah. just sort of seems to open up a bit of space for him, mm. um, which is which is handy for that sort of player. Um, as I said, he's got good skills. He's yeah. got great desire. Damaging um, disposal. He's a hard runner. He can kick goals. He can play as a small forward and kick goals. So he's done that. Um, yeah, he had a really good year for Calder this year. He averaged 19 disposals and a goal a game, and uh, and a good chance as well. 21 disposals a game and five clearances. Um, so he knows how to win the ball, he knows how to use it, and um, yeah, I think he's a real player. Yeah, look, definitely. Um, I guess if you're looking for downside, I mean, he's not a long kick. He's an okay kick. Uh, yeah. And I don't know, like, he's he's a small midfielder. Like that's, for me, that's always a downside, but, you know, there is there, there is a role to be played in a side, and I think he'll do it well. So uh, Yeah. Mm. 
Uh, they've got themselves a bargain there. Where do you see a bid sort of coming for uh, either? Look, I don't know. It's going to be interesting. Like, I was trying to pass, you know, for example, if using Port's picks is the best example. Like, if I use pick 10 on him and then for some reason the Bulldogs didn't match, would I be okay with it? It's like, yeah, I'd probably, probably be borderline okay. Yep. Pick five, no, I'd be I'd be horrified. Like even though it would be have the the glory of depriving the Bulldogs of their next of their excellent first round <laughs> pick, uh, if they matched it, um, then if they didn't match it, would I be happy we got Riley West? No, probably not. So somewhere between ten and fifteen, I think, uh, would be a reasonable okay. spot for a bid to come, and that's mostly because <clears throat> you know at that level the Bulldogs will match it, um, mm. and if you did get caught out, it wouldn't be too bad. <laughs> like it, it, for me, it's a bit of gamesmanship. Like if you've got stakes later in the draft, you might go in that range but he might drop a bit further because you never know with the smaller mids it's it's tough it's tricky yeah um i think 10 10 to 15 is probably a bit early i, I oh, see it sort of happening late first round early well, second 10 to 15 i think you'll be gone <laughs> well no not really i think that's more mid first round i reckon i reckon i reckon after i don't see us bidding on him i reckon it'll come 16 to 30 Okay. Um, I reckon that's kind of where there's only three first round be. picks in that range, Macca, sixteen to thirty. Yeah, hence <laughs> late first round. <laughs> that is late. You mean yeah? Okay, that's end. That's not like. Yeah, yeah. Oh, sorry. The end of the first round through yeah. to thirty four percent into the second round is uh, where I see a bid coming. Yeah. Um, okay. Dogs will definitely match, obviously, and uh, I think he'll be a very good player for them. Yeah. No, he's um, certainly. Seems a better prospect than a couple of the other father sons, which is not an insult to them. It's yeah. just you know the players are who they are, and that's that. They are what they are. And look, he's uh, he's got a good pedigree. His uh, his father was yeah. a champion, almost won a Brownlow, won what like seven best in Ferris or something. So um, he was a very very good player <laughs> in his day, Scotty West. And the the other thing, I, sometimes it's an asset, I guess, but Riley West has definitely got his dad's blank stare. You know, but when when you just yeah, sort of wonder, is, is there a thought yeah. happening in that head? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, like, it just seems yeah. completely like he's either he's either just not very expressive, or he's some sort of incredible genius able to disguise every feeling and, and thought he has. You know, there's just yeah. not a lot of expression. <laughs> yeah, it's almost like computer generated eyes sort of thing. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah, you could make his face in a character generator for sure. Yeah. <laughs> Definitely. Right, second player we're going to talk about is Curtis Taylor. He's a 186-centimetre um, small forward, outside-inside midfielder, also from Calder. Uh, had a very good year, averaged 18 disposals, three clearances, and over a goal a game. I uh, was a bit disappointing at the champs, I guess. Uh, averaged just 10 disposals and kicked six goals in four games. Uh, he's a pretty enigmatic forward, can run through the midfield. Uh, what are your thoughts on Curtis? Um... I was watching his play, and I thought, mm. and then I went to stats, and he averages averages 39% effective disposal over the 2018 TAC Cup. 39%. That's that's low 39%. for a pure... 39%. 39%. Right? Yep. That's the, and that's low for a pure inside midfielder. Mm. So it's, yeah, X Factor's kind of pointless if you don't finish properly, and that's like, that's German MPL over again in that respect. But he's, I'm not saying he's German MP-esque, but... That's, that's that's really surprising. low. I know, that's right? Really surprising. Look at the stats, though. That's what they what they work out to. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. It's it's yeah. Absolutely. These, you sure it wasn't eighty three percent, and you're just dyslexic, or? No, that, well, the breakdown is what 
There you go. There you go. That's a, that's a surprise because I, I think he is full of X Factor and he de- definitely has impact, especially up forward. I think he's a great kick for goal. Yeah. Uh, he knows how to mark well on the lead. Um, I think he's the type of player that will kick you the important goal that will you know, win your matches and finals and that sort of thing. I think uh, he's exceptionally inconsistent. I think that's his main problem, which is stopping him going... Uh, you know, possibly top 10 in the draft, is that he does go missing in games. And, look, his disposal can be inconsistent, especially through the midfield. Um, He can kick the ball a a little bit. Um, I think that's something that he does need to work on. Uh, He just needs to find a way to stay in games longer. Um, But I think the raw talent is definitely there. Yeah, look, I mean, there's definitely raw talent. And... He can, this is the thing about ineffective disposal, which is that it can be fantastic when it does come off. Um, and it certainly looks good in highlights, but um, when it doesn't come off, it's, it's just ruins again. Like, just, this is the Jasper Pittard problem, you know? Mm. Um, so, yeah, I'm, he's got a red mark for me just on the, the basis of that, really. Um, well, as I said last week, I've got him 10th in terms of raw talent. Ooh. Just pure talent in this year's draft, I've got him 10th. Okay. Um, but I've got him much lower than that, I think, uh, when it comes down to it. I've got him 22nd on my list overall. Mm. Uh, I think there's definitely a risk there. I think he's going to be a bit of a boom or bust type. Um, I think there's some queries over his work rate and off-field sort of work rate as well. Okay, um, so I can see thing. him. I can see him, if he puts it all together, I can see him being All-Australian class or he's going to play 32 nondescript games and then just be a VFL player. Mm, yeah, okay. Look, if he's got a work rate issue in addition to the quality of disposal, then I don't think he gets drafted very high at all, really. Mm. I think he still will. Right, so, nah. Yeah, I, I think he still will. I, I don't think it'll be first round. I think it'll be sort of uh, early to mid-second round, I think, is his spot. Okay. Um, somewhere in the 20s, uh, I think someone will, will pull the trigger on him. And uh, as I said, at that point, he could be a real bargain or he could be just another second-round pick that doesn't make it. Mm. Mm. But, oh, yeah, he's, he's one to watch. He's one to watch. Um, okay. Yeah, interesting player. Next player we're going to talk about is Daly Andrews, who's a 183-centimetre outside midfielder, uh, can play as a back flanker as well. Uh, he was one of the surprise packers for Western Jets this year. Uh, he was pretty much unknown before this year. Played 14 games, averaged 20 disposals and four inside 50s a game. Uh, played the one game at the chance, picked up 19 disposals and six inside 50s. Uh, what are your thoughts on Daly Andrews? Uh, I guess I'll label him my interesting player of the week. Um, I think that he he's really fast and he's really good at using his speed, yeah? I think yep. he looks fantastic in a paddock. If you get him out loose, he can just burn ground up. It's fantastic. Yep. I think that as soon as he can't run through a problem, then he reverts back to pretty a pretty standard T- uh, TSC Cup level footballer. And that's not to mm. say an AFL standard one, just the TSC Cup standard. I, I'm not convinced that outside of the fact he's got that X factor in terms of his ability to just you know really tear up the ground, yep. the rest of his football game, I'm just not sure this is there. And if you look at his... Um, 
uh, stats, uh, there was an actually there was a very significant dip in his effective possession in June and July, um, which are the wettest months of the year. Yeah, <laughs> I, I, I kind of feel like if you if you're playing him like. I don't know, you probably want to play him somewhere you can get a dry track. Like, if he goes to a Docklands team, yeah, he could do all right. Um, yep. Or if he goes to West Coast when they're able to keep him out on the wings most of the game, he could probably do all right. Mm. Uh, yep. You would not send him to Sydney. Sydney would not want him, <laughs> I feel. No. Nah. But then it's funny, like, Sydney probably picked the player who most resembles him in Matthew Ling last year. Yeah. So well, it's, uh, it's a oh, bit, no, bit funny. I don't know that I agree with that, but yeah, okay, yeah. Mm. Who knows? Who knows what clubs are thinking? <laughs> I rate him. I like him. I like him a lot. I yeah. had him pegged down as uh, someone I would have loved to have picked up if we still had all our picks mm. and uh, kept the uh, status quo at the start of the uh, the trade week. Um, I think his skills can be a bit of a mixed bag. I think at times he can be a really wonderful kick of the footy if he has time and space. He can, and he can be that sort of 80-metre play because he does love to run with the ball. Um but his short kicks can let him down quite a bit. And uh, sometimes he just kicks, just sort of hoofs it for no particular reason. I think that's a bit of a problem. But outside of that, I think he's an athlete who's playing football at the yes, moment. Yes, I think that's, uh, that's pretty much where it's at. Um, and look, athletically, I think he's uh, he's a very good talent. You know, he's got lots of pace. He's a hard runner. Um you know, shows really good agility. He does all the athletic things really, really well. Um, it's just a matter of whether the football side of his game can uh, can catch up. He's definitely the guy you name for the grand final sprint. <laughs> yes. Yeah, I'd agree with that. I would agree with that. Mm. Um, I've got him going sort of 40 to late is my range. Um, I think that sort of third rounder onwards, um, I think, yeah. Uh, a team like Frio would like him. I think St Kilda would like him. The Dogs would be keen on him as well, I reckon. Yeah, fair enough. Um, but yeah, I, I like him. I like him. I think I've got him in the 30s in my rankings. Uh, 35, I think it's that. Um, and yeah, as I said, I would have liked to have seen him come to port if we still had our picks, but we don't, so yeah. it doesn't matter. I mean, I like him. I'm just suspicious of his his AFL potential. Yeah. Again, I think he's the sort that um, he could either play a lot of games and look really, really good, or he might just get lost in uh, lost in translation and just uh, not develop from being a yeah. VFL player. Well, I mean, for me, my biggest concern is like he has exactly the wrong game plan to cope with a team that is pressing forward. <laughs> like, yeah, he's, he's he's exactly opposite. He's exactly the opposite of last year's style of football. What yep. whether, how he matches up in five years' time? Who the hell knows? <laughs> and so, mm. I, I don't know if that last year's uh, game is enough to make a, a judgment on future recruiting. But um, yeah, it's still a little bit of a darker mark. Sort of thinking. Mm. Yeah. Fair enough. We're going to talk about another pacey player next, and that's Tom mm. McKenzie, who's a 183 centimetre midfielder, uh, back flanker from Northern Knights. Um, and look, he was a star for Northern this year, averaged 23 disposals, uh, four tackles and four inside 50s a game. Um, was a consistent performer for Vic Metro, picked up 14 disposals and three rebound 50s a game in a bit more of a defensive role across half-back. Um, as I said, he's got great pace. He's got elite pace. He's one of the quickest in this draft pool. Has uh, pretty good skills and can weave through traffic on the inside as well. Um, are you a fan, Tom yeah, McKenzie? I, I reckon I am, actually. Mm. Um, he got the top sprint time at the combine, which is, you know, that's nice. 
Um, yep. But what I like about him is he's still pretty strong in a contest. Um, yeah. Which is, you know, that it's not always the two things that go together is high sprint time and can win contested ball. Um, he's also good enough to hunt down the loose ball. He hits targets well enough, not amazingly, but he does it well enough. Uh, he gets a fair bit of ball. And he's it's the sort of guy that I could see being... Which which game is it? The 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 fantasy game where players get named midfielder slash defender. I think he could be mm. that category of player if uh, if that's the sort of thing you're after. I think that he could legitimately play in either sort of role. Me. Yeah, I can see him playing as a back flank, and I can see him playing as a sort of you yeah. know general midfielder. I guess you'd say. Um, I think he needs to improve his strength if he's going to play midfield yes. at AFL level for any amount of time. I think he needs to put on a good sort of seven eight kilos. He's um he's pretty thin at the moment, but I think he's got the frame that can cope with mm. um, putting that amount of uh, of kilos on without sort of losing too much of his pace. And I guess the thing with his pace is, uh, I think uh, that showing at the draft combine was a bit of a shock. I don't think too many people sort of saw him as as being you know the the quickest player in this draft pool yeah. by any stretch. Yeah. And um, I think that's something he also needs to work on is that he doesn't show his pace enough no. when he's got the ball. Um, he sort of cruises around a bit. Um, but knowing that he does have an extra couple of gears to go to is uh, is pretty nice as well. Yeah, yeah. And um, look, I mean, when I say midfield or backline, I guess you could see, like, he starts off in backline and he goes to midfield in his peak years and then he ends up in backline, kind of Michael Wilson-y. Like, he did that yeah. sort of progression. And there's lots of players that do that. The, they start in defence and they go midfield and then when they're getting a bit older, a bit slower, they go back. He could be in that category. Yep, I think so as well. Um, where do you see him going? I don't know. Um, the only reason I don't have a green flag for him is because I think 15, it feels like 15 is too early. Um, but as to mm. where he actually goes, I don't know. What do you reckon? I've got him 30 to 50. Yeah. I think that's sort of you know late second round, third rounder. Um, I think there's probably enough queries on his game mm. about whether it will translate to AFL level. Um that will see him drop down the list a little bit. Um, I do like him. I, I think he's. Uh, I think he could turn into a very fine AFL footballer. I like his uh, athleticism, and I think he's a he's a pretty good user of the ball as well. Uh, maybe a bit safe. I think that might be a bit bit of a problem. Yeah. He doesn't doesn't take a lot of risks sometimes. I don't he think get backwards that much though. No, he doesn't. Um, he does have a nice kick. He's got nice skills. Um, I think um, a team like Melbourne. I think will look at him. I think the Bombers will look at him and uh, maybe St Kilda as well. Yeah, no, fair enough. Um, hmm. And I'll ask you a question because I've got a very firm view. Would you prefer Mackenzie or Andrews at Port Adelaide? Uh, both. Yeah, I would have liked both. If you had um, to choose. I've got Andrews higher on my list. Okay. Um, right. Based on potential, but I think Mackenzie might be more of a chance of making it. Yeah, I would go Mackenzie for sure. Uh, next player is Isaac Quainor, who we definitely aren't getting, and uh, he's a 180 Good. centimetre small defender from Oakley Chargers, um, who is part of Collingwood's Next Generation Academy, so they'll definitely be getting him. Uh, he averaged 16 disposals and four rebound 50s a game, and uh, had a pretty good champ, 17 disposals, four rebound 50s a game there as well. Um, what are your thoughts on Isaac? He's a sweeper. Uh, and I mean a sweeper, mm. not an intercept marker, although occasionally he does get in a contest by chance. Um, he is very averse to a physical contest, and when he gets a lot of the ball, he seems to he seems to be the guy that 
when he's got a teammate and an opponent going up against each other, he's happy being the third man scooping up a ball that comes to ground. Um, mm. But as far as beating a direct opponent, oh, not convinced about that. Um, he's just seems to scoop up a lot of loose mm. ball. And he's a good kick. Look, let's say the nice things. He's a decent kick. He can spot targets downfield. And he's got good pace. But I'm just not convinced he's the full package. He, he seems to want to play that Peter Burgoyne role that I used to, you know, rubbish so long ago that we just sort of get to lope around in the back line, not really manning up on anyone specific and just scooping out the ball and kicking it back. Um, yep. now, in some teams, there's a role for that. Uh, but it's not a role I personally like at all. So I'm probably a bit more biased against Isaac Quainor than others are. Yeah. I think you might be underselling his contested side a bit. I think he's a, I think he's pretty good one-on-one. I just don't think he's been played much in that sort of situation. I think um, teams have liked him playing more of a loose role because he's very good with the ball and reads the play really well as opposed to being more of a shutdown sort of small defender. Um, they want him as more of an attacking um, backline player. Um, and look, I think he does that pretty well. I think he's impressive when he gets the ball. He's got a really nice kick. Shows pretty good vision. Um, likes being the third man up, that sort of thing. He's a really good size already. Um, I think he's ready to go. He could definitely play AFL round one next year. Um, I think uh, Collingwood have, have got a, a bit of a player there. I think he'll play a lot of AFL footy. Um, whether he can improve the one-on-one side of his game uh, even more, I think will be the question. Um, but yeah, I've got him 20th on my list. Uh, I think a bid will likely come in the first round. Yeah. I would think. He's getting um, the all year, so... Mm. Yeah, 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 he has. And, uh, look, I think that's probably about where he fits, to be honest. What, first round or 20? Yeah, well, first round-ish, yeah. Yeah, I, I, look, I mean, his use of the ball is good. But I just... Like I said, I'm probably more biased against him than most because I, I absolutely detest that role in his side. <laughs> so, yeah. uh, no, that's fair enough. Yeah. That mm. is fair enough. Next player we're going to talk about is Liam Stocker, who's a 183-centimetre inside-outside midfielder from Sandy Dragons. Uh, he didn't play for Vic Metro this year. He um, he had a broken jaw, I think it was. So mm. he missed out on the championships. Uh, definitely would have played had he been fit. Um, and look, he ended up actually winning the Morris medal uh, after averaging 22 disposals and over five clearances inside 50s and tackles a game for Sandy at TAC Cup level. Uh, what are your thoughts on Liam Stocker? Yeah, um, look, when I was watching him, he reminded me a lot of Zach Fisher, who's now at Carlton, um, but he's probably Zach got a few Fisher. more tricks. Yeah, like just in terms of the way he plays, uh, I think he's got a few more tricks. I think he's got a bit better evasion. Um, but it's sort of that sort of sheepdog running around a bit, you know, maybe slightly behind the centre and midfield. I think that he is someone that is very good uh, in that role and... You know, I've got a green flag on him. I would be happy if he ended up at Port. I don't know where we would pick him up. 15 does mm. feel a bit early um, for me. But if we did pick him at that, I'd think, well, the club knows what they're doing, I guess. I'll, that would not be enough for me to say, oh, this is terrible. Burn down Alberton. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I'm a fan as well. I've got him... Where have I got him? Uh, 28th at the moment okay. on my list. Yeah, um, that sounds about right. I think that feels a bit right. It wouldn't surprise me if someone picks him up in sort of late first round. I think uh, there's half mm. a chance that might happen. I think, you know, Richmond at 17 might look at him. Um, I think teams like West Coast, Melbourne, Western Bulldogs, 
we've all got picks in the 20s. Uh, we'll look at him as well. Um, I really like him. I think he's got the, a, a good sort of bout of... He can win his own bowl. He's got good, um, really good pace, so he can burn away from contests. He reminds me a lot of kind of like a poor man's Ben Cousins in the, in the sort of way that he plays. Um, he's a real hunter of the bowl. Uh, he reads the taps well. Uh, can win stoppages. Doesn't mind getting forward and kicking a goal as well. Um, skill-wise, he's really good. He's got a really nice right foot kick. Um, knows how to weight uh, the ball to a leading target really well. Um, I think he's a real player. I think he's a he's a good sort and should play plenty of AFL footy. Yeah, yeah. And look, I mean, he's sort of the opposite end of a lot of these players that we talk about in that he is just super consistent. Uh, he's not Mr. X Factor. He's got a little bit, but not much. Um, but if you need to just get a midfielder that can come into your side and play good football most weeks, I reckon he's probably the guy that's going to end up doing that. So uh, yeah, it just comes down to how much people value that versus punts on talent. Yeah. Well, look, I think he's got definite AFL potential. I think he should play plenty of AFL footy. Mm. Um, might be able to play plenty of AFL footy in, in year one as well. Um, so I think he's uh, he'll go relatively highly. And, um, yeah, it would have been good to see him play at the champs, to see how he went against uh, your big countries and SAs of the world, but um doesn't matter. And uh, as Clayton Oliver has showed, it's, uh, it certainly uh, certainly doesn't matter so long as you've got lots of talent. Yep, agree. Uh, next player is Xavier O'Halloran, uh, who's a 186-centimetre inside midfielder, can play as a quasi-forward as well, um, also from Western Jets. Uh, had a really good year for Western Jets. Uh, picked up 19 disposal six inside 50s and uh, over five clearances a game. Also kicked nine goals in 13 games. He played more of a half-forward type role for Vic Metro and uh, averaged 13 disposals and five inside 50s a game. Um, he's been touted as the best leader um, in the TAC Cup in this draft pool. Um, I think Western Jets coach said he's the best leader he's ever seen. Uh, so he's got a lot of raps in that regard. What are your thoughts on Xavier O'Halloran? Well, first, I want to start with a question in that, do you rate his ability to play both ways? Do you rate his defensive game? Uh, I think his defensive game is not too bad mm. in terms of um, what he does at stoppages. I think defensively he's all right. Uh, I think once the ball gets a bit freer, yeah, he's I think not... his two-way runnings might uh, might need to improve a bit. <laughs> okay, cool, yeah. Um, for me, his strength is in reading how a contest is going to go. Um, mm. I've seen some people write up about, oh, he's got a fantastic pace, but I don't reckon he does. Um, I think he's just nah. he's good at reading. I think he's good at reading it, and I think he plays pretty loose. Once it, when he's not in a contested ball situation, he plays pretty loose on his opponent. So he's in an yeah. empty space a lot of the time. Like it's not a matter of he ran, you know, super fast, like wow, blistering speed. Where he get to? It's like no, he's just running to there because he sort of had an idea of what was going to happen in the in the stoppage, and that there might be a bit of ball for him there in that position. Um, yeah. He reminded me a bit of Daniel Venables from a couple of years ago in that he had a similar role, I think, mm. in the, it's at the Vic Metro side. Um, <clears> just yep. sort of being a bit of a link man, receiving ball, just being that leader, basically, that um, you know is, is a, a useful link you know, on the attack. And I feel like that's kind of the role he was allowed to play in. He's hard, he's hard running. He's fast enough. He's, um, he's probably a good no-flash linkman for me. And I reckon he's probably, I don't know, second rounder, probably. Yeah. Yeah. I'm... Um... I'm in two minds over him. I, I see him play sometimes, and I think, yeah, I, I can see it. Um, I don't think he's quick. I don't think he's got great pace at all. 
but he just knows, as you said, he knows where to run. He, mm. he reads the play exceptionally well. Uh, I think the things that I like about him is that he's one-touch impact, so he can one-grab the ball. I think he's absolutely elite at getting his arms free and uh, and delivering a handball under pressure. Uh, I think that's something that's really, really good about his game. I, I like the fact that he can play as that sort of Angus Monfries type forward as well and kick goals. I think that's good. Um, but there's just, just something holding me back from really liking him. I'm, I'm not entirely sure what it is. He just seems a little bit vanilla. Uh, I'm not sure. I'm not sure how much development he's got left in him. That's mm-hmm. one query I've got. Um, seems like he's sort of going close to his peak right now. Um, I've got him 36 on my list, which is lower than a lot of people have. I think a lot of people sort of rate him anywhere from, you know, 15 through to 30. I guess from what I've seen. Mm. Um, I can certainly see him going that high. I think teams that value leadership and uh, ball-winning ability, that sort of thing, I think they'll certainly look to him. I th- again, I think someone like Richmond might uh, might be keen. I reckon the Crows might be keen on him. Uh, Brisbane as well could do with him. Um, but, yeah, there's just something holding me back from really liking him. I'm, I just don't know. I've got one more thing to say, which might, might be it. I don't know. For me, he feels like a bit of an icing player. In the, apart from stoppages, outside of stoppages, I feel like he really only stands up when someone else has already done the hard work of causing a turnover. Mm. Um, you know, I, I think that's really where he fits. I'm not convinced that you know if your side's under the pump, he's the guy that's going to lift him out of the mire. I'm really not convinced about that at all. Um, yeah. And then that also makes me doubt his leadership ability at AFL level. Um, not, you know, it could, it's all right to be a, a good guy that looks out for the players and you know reminds people of the team rules, but. It's tougher, I reckon, to be a captain when you're an outside player that does not have exceptional skills or something like that that makes you a genuine star of the game. Like, I think that that's not really a captain um, Yeah. at that point, not at AFL level. So that's... Uh, mm. Yeah, that's fair enough. I, yeah, it's going to be interesting to see where he falls on draft night. Um, but yeah, as I said, I, I don't mind him. There's queries there. Mm, who knows? Who knows? Yeah. Uh, next player we're going to talk about is Jack Bytel. He's a 188 centimetre inside midfielder from Calder Cannons. Uh, he was a star in his bottom age year, averaged um, 28 disposals and seven clearances a game. Uh, couldn't back that up this year. He dropped to 22 disposals and three clearances a game. Uh, played three matches at a chance for just 13 disposals and five tackles a match. Uh, what are your thoughts on Jack Bytel? Back issues, back issues, back issues. Uh... Mm. That's big. That like that's that's you know, that's very worrying. Um, that they just continue. Um, yep. I'm not. I guess as far as his football, I'm not convinced he's as invasive as he thinks he is. He seems to try tricky stuff, and sometimes he gets away with it. I'm not convinced it'll last long at AFL level. Um, I think he's probably about where you'd want him to be for effective disposal. Um, he just seems, for me. I think that that injury history is going to really work against him because I feel like he's just good enough that you'd, he'd be in that category of, yeah, if you just need a you know, a, a good second-string midfielder to fill out your ranks, you draft him. But you wouldn't... Yeah. I, don't, I, I think that with that back injury, that makes him plummet in terms of value. Um, and that's mm. going to be interesting, very interesting to see where he goes. I think he's late draft or rookie just because of that. Well, OK. Fair enough. Fair mm. enough. I love him. I love okay. him. Cool. I reckon if it wasn't for his... Um, for some injury queries, I've got. I would have him in my top twenty for sure. <laughs> yeah. Um, <laughs> so I've got him at thirty-first on my list. 
Uh, so a little bit below that, I think his uh, inside work is fantastic. I think his clearance work is really, really good. Knows where to stand, knows how to get the ball. Uh, he's strong as an ox. Um, I think his foot skills can be a little bit inconsistent sometimes. Yeah. Um, at times, they can be exceptional. At other times, it's a bit of an issue. Uh, I think um, physically, he looks ready to go, if you take away the back problem. I think um, he looks ready to go. He can run all day. Not overly quick, but um, just gets the job done. Um, I really like him, and uh, I think he's the sort of James Warple of this draft for me. Wow. Okay. No, don't see that mm. at all. Um, I agree. Like he's, he's like I say, he, he's in that category for me of like second string midfielders that he will come in and he'll do something. Yeah. But for me, like I said, that's why that back injury is so damaging. Like if he's a first round player, he might drop to second round, but because I'm talking about him like you know late second, early third. Um, then with the injuries, that's why I had him going a lot later. Just because, yeah. why take that kind of risk on a player that's not going to be a superstar? <laughs> yeah, that's fair. That's yeah. fair. I've got him. I've got his draft range as thirty to fifty. Mm. Um, so again, I think someone like Richmond, St Kilda, Dogs, Sydney. I think they'll all look at him. Maybe Geelong with pick fifty might be the lowest that he goes. I think, in my opinion. Um, but I think there's a lot of talent there. I think clubs will still look at that talent. Um, and yeah, hope uh, hope for the best with him. Mm, okay, cool. Uh, next player is uh, Buku Kamas. Great name, best name in this draft. Uh, he's from Western Jets. He's 189 centimetre, uh, third tall defender. Um, he's another that had a great bottom age year. Um, in a different role, he played on a forward flank last year and uh, kicked 13 goals in 16 games. Changed to the back line this year. Had a very good season. Averaged uh, 15 disposals on three uh, rebound 50s a game and uh, pretty much mirrored that at the champs as well. Uh, what are your thoughts on the Buku? I'm, I'm reading through my notes and I'm realising it's very negative. Um, <laughs> Fair enough. <laughs> I'll say the nice line. There is only one. Um, is, which is that he's got great agility. He's good at intercept marking. Uh, even that's qualified, but he's too much focused on that. Um, yeah. I think he's the opposite of a creative rebounder. Uh, he has high efficiency of disposals, but that's because he is such a safe... He's so safe disposing with the ball. Um, I think his individual game is fine, but I think his team gain is weak. Like, he's too ready to pass sideways and backwards. Um, even after he's taken a mark, he's too quick to sort of be, oh, I don't know. He, he is too ready to <coughs> put a team on under the pump when he's feeling pressure. Uh, okay. And he, for me, he doesn't seem to be aware of teammates until after he's got the ball in his hands. It's like it's like he's hit. It's like as soon as he's got the ball, it's like he hits a reset button, and then he has to remember what's happening in the game around him all over again. Um, yeah. Which is why he likes to hesitate after marks, and I think he just it, he loses that little bit. Uh, and he's another thing. He also telegraphs his preferred target. Like you'll see him, and he's decided I'm going to kick it to him, and he'll display excellent <laughs> agility trying to kick it to him. <laughs> you know? yeah. Like, you, you would prefer, in that case, he'd say, no, that guy's kind of manned up. I prefer you switch targets. But no, he's already worked out, I'm going to kick it to him. <laughs> and sometimes he can do it anyway, so, even though they've got, you know, yeah. he's clearly, but sometimes he can do it anyway, but not often. Um, mm. I, I just feel like he's got a lot of football to learn. Uh, you know, at AFL <clears> level, it, it is all about team football. It is all about knowing the game plan and not sort of losing your head in the moment and, Forgetting what football is, you know, it's a. Uh, I've got big. He's got a big red mark for me. I don't know where he goes because he's an amazing combination of good talent and so many deficiencies in his actual team game of football. 
fair enough. Mm. Uh, that's interesting. I quite like him. I don't mind him. Okay. Um, <laughs> so I'm glad we differ again here. I think he's a uh, he's an attacking third tall defender is what he is. Um, I think he's got good defensive instincts and um, shows some pretty good creativity as well. Yeah. Uh, I think he's a dependable player down back. That's what I like about him. He's good one-on-one. Um, doesn't really lose the battle too much, I don't think. Um, I think he's quite quick. I think that's good. Uh, there's a bit of X factor about him. And I think he's someone that can have a bit of an influence on the game as a defender. Um I think his skills can be a little bit of a problem at times. Um, I think he's a bit inconsistent at times. Um, but outside of that, I think uh, I think there's definitely a potential AFL player there in some sort of role, um, either as that sort of third tall defender or or a tallish sort of uh, back flanker. For me, like even just the stats you mentioned at the start of this, you know, fifteen for an attacking <coughs> rebounding defender. 15 touches a game and only three rebound 50s is low. Well, I don't think he's played a lot as an attacking rebound defender. Okay. I think he's, no, he's played... Not. I don't think he is. I think he's played more <laughs> more of a defensive-minded role with the odd flash of um, attack as opposed to being mm. an attacking defender. I think he palms off to his teammates too easily. I think that's mm. a large part of that. Um, anyway, we can have a hugely different opinion on this guy because I don't think we're going to get him anyway, isn't he, in Academy? He is. He's a Western Bulldogs next-gen player. So, uh, again, I would think there's minimal chance that we'll get him. Well, there's definitely no chance we'll get him. I think he'll get picked somewhere in that 30 to 60 range. I think probably third round where a bid might come for him. And uh, you would assume the dogs will probably say yes Mm. for that. Mm. Um, Next player we're going to talk about is Riley Collier-Dawkins. This is one with an asterisk because he does relate to us. Riley Collier-Dawkins. Uh, he's a 193-centimetre, 88-kilo inside midfielder. Uh, so he's very much in the... Uh, as everybody has said, he is um, the size of Patrick Cripps and does play a similar sort of role, I guess. Um, he's from Sandringham Dragons. He averaged uh, 18 disposals on three clearances a game at TAC Cup level this year. He averaged uh, 12 touches and three tackles a game for Vic Metro. Um, what are your thoughts on him? I started off not liking him all that much, and now I really like him. <laughs> okay, he's a he's a, he is the you know the archetypal bash and crash midfielder. Like the way he plays, I can just imagine his parents just being like, "Oh God, don't get hurt!" But he doesn't get hurt. You know, he, <laughs> like he plays a very physical game. I feel, and he just yeah. doesn't give a shit. He doesn't not he does not give a shit. You know, folks yeah. could run through him, and he would just get up and carry on playing football. Like he does does not care even a little bit. Um, which that, I like that, I like, and particularly in a big midfielder, to have that ability to do that, yeah, that's good. Um, his disposal is just okay. Pace is okay. I think his burst is good, but you, you see him being caught up with on long runs. He's not that guy. He's definitely inside midfielder just for that you know initial that first step. Mm. Uh, and I think that for AFL level, like it'll probably take a couple of years for him to get like you know that AFL body to really play the way he's doing at junior level. Um, yeah. But he'll probably play before then and just get hurt. <laughs> And, and then get up and keep playing. You know, I'm just he's 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 convinced me he's a Port Adelaide player, I guess. Okay. That's what I'm saying. Interesting. Um, yeah. Interesting. Yeah. Well, I mean he's another that I'm in two minds over. Okay. Um I, I do rate him. I've got him twenty first. Uh a lot of people rate him a lot higher than that, though. Um 
I don't know. I've just got reservations about whether he can transform his game to AFL level. Yeah. Um, he is very quick um, off the mark. I think he's got that sort of that blend of core strength plus pure pace, which makes him pretty hard to tackle in that sort of first five to ten metres. I do agree that um, in terms of top speed, I don't think... You know, he's not... I wouldn't say he's one of the quickest players in in his draft, but... He's not slow, um, but he doesn't he get gets, away. He gets to his top speed very quickly. Yes. Um, and look, for a guy that's 193 centimetres, he's oh, yeah. pretty bloody quick. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, for a guy that's yeah, you know, pulling 90 kilos around the field as well, um, he's got good pace. Uh, I think he's a decent tackler, I think. Um, defensively, he needs to improve, though. Um, I think... Um, Skill-wise, he he is an accurate kick, but sometimes I think he gets underneath the ball a bit and seems to hang a long time in the air. Um, I think he's the sort that can probably start playing as a marking forward up forward um, as a sort of third toll before pushing through the midfield. Um, But overall, I just have this feeling that if we were to pick him, he would be Andrew Moore, Mark II. (laughs) That he'd just play yeah. 40 nondescript games and 10 years down the track he'd go, oh, who was that guy with the hyphen name that used to play with us? Oh, you mean Jasper Pitter? No, nah, not him, the other guy. Um, oh, you mean Ben Jones? No, nah, no, nah, the, the other one, you know, that one. Um, I just have this sense that he's going to be that sort of player. I think he's got... His scope is either he's going to be a top 10 player in the AFL or he's mm. going to be nothing, I think. I... I I just can't see there being any sort of 150-game, you know, dependable type there. I think it's either going to be big boom or bust. He is the boom or bust prospect in this draft for me. Oh, um, I think I think his inability to get a lot of the ball is a yes, huge problem. Yes, that is the concern, yes. Massive problem. Um, for someone his height, his size, his strength, he should be getting more than 18 disposals a game mm. at TAC Cup level. The fact that he only averaged 12 a game for Vic Metro, I think, is a big question mark and a huge asterisk next to his name. Yeah. Um, I, I just, I don't know. I don't know. I'm not sure. I would be sweating bullets if we picked him up. <laughs> well, if I go back to how I started this, which is that I said I started off not liking him, but then the more I watched, the more I liked him. I think it's just that I'm getting sucked in by the fact he is a tough player. Um, that mm. can take a knock and then just keep going through. Um, I, I, I highly rate that. So... I don't know. I think that's just the difference in our opinions. It's also mm. why I rate Jai Caldwell a lot lower than you do, just because he's, yeah. the, op- he's the opposite. He's got a lot of class and he gets injured all the time. So um, mm. I think this will be. A, I think this will be definitely one that divides clubs. This player for sure. Yeah, I, I think clubs just need to work out. You know, is he like he's he's a good player now? He's obviously a good player. Yeah, um, yeah. and that's why he's likely to go. You know, probably at the lower end of the first round. Um, but is he a good player now because he's, you know, so much bigger and stronger than his contemporaries? Mm. How much improvement does he have left in him? Yeah, Can he... And, and look, everybody calls, oh, Patrick Cripps. You know, he's Patrick Cripps. Oh, he's not. He's no. not yet. Oh, he's not. You know, Pat, there's not too many Patrick Cripps around, you know. There's only, there's only really him, and that's about it. Um, so yeah, I don't know. I think, um, I think his range is that sort of 11 to 25. I think he'll go yeah. late first round. I think there's definitely a chance that we'll pick him with 15. 
Mm. Um, he's not someone that I would be overly keen to pick with 15, I don't think. Um, but I think there's definitely a chance there. I think if, if we don't, I reckon the Crows would be super keen on him. I reckon, again, I seem to be saying Richmond, everybody, every player this podcast, but You're he would so be keen. Great. I reckon, I reckon he, <laughs> he looks and plays like a GWS-type player as well. I reckon okay, they'd take a yeah. punt on him and, uh, and see if they could get something out of him. So um, what you're saying is he'll be playing at Carlton in two years? <laughs> probably, probably. <laughs> For pick 76 or something, uh, yep, no doubt. Mm. Um, but yeah, he's uh, he's one to watch because when he's in full flight, he's quite an exhilarating player to watch. Yeah, yeah. I, but I it think, just doesn't happen long often enough. I think that for him to go, like he's, he's definitely a pick 15, um, and I think that he's more likely to be a pick 15 to Port if we pick skill picks or key position players before him. Like if we just mm. wanted to mix it up a bit, like he could be a good alternate. But if we go sort of, you know, raw hard-working mids before him, then I don't think we'd add in a third one in him. So, um, yeah. Yeah, it's interesting. I think the general consensus between us and between and looking on Big Footy is that we want one toll. We want a sort of skillful, pacey, outside type player, and we want a sort of genuine midfielder-type player. So I think if we were to go, you know, say, one of the kings, we pick five, and then maybe we go someone like Butters, or if Rosie happens to still be there, then we pick him with pick 10. Sure. Um, then I think Collier Dawkins comes into the into the, uh, into the the picture with pick 15. Yeah, Because um, yeah. it's likely, you know, Colwell will be gone, I think. You know, Haightley will be gone. Um, so he might be the next best sort of uh, insidey type player. Um, but if we've already gone sort of small midfielder, um, with five or ten, then I don't see him being an option for us with fifteen. No, and look, I mean, I guess for me, I don't agree that necessarily we only take one tall. Like you know, if, I think that if you do take Max King, then if Ben King's there at ten, you've got to take him, right? Like you've got to do mm. it. Like if that somehow happens, you've got to do it. Let's everything else goes out the window. It goes out the window just because yeah, we can cope with an extra key position defender, and if you have both of them at the same club, go home factor reduces significantly. Um, they'll, get, they'll adjust to the team a lot faster, blah, 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 blah. You know, there's lots of reasons to do that. But outside of that, if we got Max King, for example, and then Ben had already gone to the Crows, yeah, they would be pretty happy if we mixed it up a bit. Yeah. So, yeah, one to watch, Riley Collier-Dawkins. And mm. uh, last player on the list for 2018. Oh, who's this? Who's this player? <laughs> it is Bailey Smith. Never heard of Bailey him. Bailey Smithson. I haven't got anything to say of you. <laughs> <laughs> don't know, don't know. Now, look, I think he's academy-linked anyway, so it's probably no point uh, yeah. talking about him. Now, look, I, will just, uh, I, want, I just want to speak real to our listeners. Macca has been deliberately trolling you by putting Bailey Smith last, considering he's the player that most people think we're the most likely to pick up, I think. Yeah. Um. <laughs> I did it on purpose. So you've been trolled. Live with no. it. Uh-huh. Come at me. <laughs> <laughs> that's right. Go at him. Go to Soto's and go home at him and, and order some uh, chips and chicken and yep, chips. That's yeah. it. Yep. Uh, Bailey Smith, 185 centimetre inside-outside midfielder from Sandringham Dragons. Uh, had a great bottom age year last year um, as a back flanker and uh, played in their premiership side. Um, moved to the midfield this year and uh, and was a revelation. 
Um, Average 24 disposals and five clearances a game at the Champs to be named uh, Vic Metro's MVP, obviously old Australian as well. And he averaged uh, 32 disposals and 11 clearances in two TAC Cup games this year. Mm. Uh, What are your thoughts on Bailey Smith? Fan or not? I quite like him. Um, For me, he doesn't look much, I don't know, like a port player in some ways, but that's not true because he looks like Nick Stevens, how he plays. It's great. (laughs) <laughs> I know that's a I know that's a comparison that people that don't remember him just as a seventeen year eighteen year old playing for Port Adelaide, people that know his you know his adult history, like yeah, it sounds awful. But as a young player, like he is very explosive and damaging when he started his career. And I see, think that's exactly what you get with Bailey Smith. Like you get someone who can come into a midfield, um, he'll probably tear it up at state league level and then get promoted pretty quickly. I think I think he's ready to. Um, yeah. He's just he's just super damaging. He goes forward. He 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 loves the attack. He loves attacking football. Um, he's the kind of guy most likely to win a rising star. I think um, of yeah. this batch. I think he's probably be first in line for that. Um, he he's just got a lot attacking flair. He's got everything you really want in that kind of quasi outside midfielder. I guess not. He's not even all that outside. He could he can you know he's it's not that he can't bear a contest, but he's just so damaging. You want him outside so. I like him. I like him, Macker. And if he ends up at Port Adelaide, I'll be pretty happy. Gun, 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 gun. He's a gun. Yeah. He's an absolute gun. Um, yeah, he's the sort of midfielder that we need. Someone with good sort of outside skills and can use the ball, can run all day, super talented, super, um, you know, super competitive. Um, again, he's a good leader. Uh, he's great off field, works his ass off. Um, but he's great on the inside as well. Um, mm. You know, wins his own bowl, gets first possession, can use it well um, in, inside the packs, uh, can find a way to get get outside after he's even won the ball inside. Yeah, uh, he's he's, uh, he's clever with it. Um, he's a real competitor, which I love. Um, and look, he can play as a, on a flanker as well. He can play up forward. He can play down back. Um, you know, 185 centimeters, 82 kilos. He's ready to go. Um, he'll play, you know, injuries aside, he should play round one next year Mm. and play probably every game. And as you said, he's the sort that, you know, he should probably start next year. One of the favorites for the, uh, for the rising star It would, would probably be between him and, uh, and Sam Walsh, you would think. Um, and you know, there's some people that rate him higher than Walsh. Yeah. Um, I'm not one of them, but, uh, he's not far off. He's, he's pretty close. Yeah, and look, I mean, if you're out there and you're thinking about changing a big footy username, if we draft Smith, just go ahead and change it to Smith to Marshall. Smith to Marshall. That'll be a, a yeah. good one going forward, I reckon. You'll see yeah, I think so. I think so. <laughs> I think he could be a very, very damaging AFL player. I think he's got the talent to be definitely a top five player at a club within sort of three seasons. And, um, you know, there's been a lot made about apparent... Um, dislike of wanting to move interstate um, about him being a big flight risk yeah, yeah. Yeah, I don't yeah, know yeah. I think at the end you just got to pick him and, and hope that um, hope that he stays there's plenty of examples of guys that have been prime um, flight risk who didn't end up leaving um, you know Brent Riley was in tears when he got picked up by the Crows he stayed there for his whole career um, Ollie Wines looks like doing the same for Port Adelaide. Yeah, and, and remember Nick Stevens was in tears when he got drafted as well. 
But then later on, he said he was going to be at Port Adelaide for the first five premierships. Remember that? Mm. <laughs> and uh, he ended yeah. up a wife beater. So, yeah. Yeah, yeah. An ex Carlton wife beater. That's right. <laughs> ex Carlton, ex Glenelg wife beater. Yep, that's it. Uh, typical Glenelg coach. Typical. Um, <laughs> Yes, yes, yes. Stephen's coach, managed, what is going through your we've mind? We've managed to when make this all about Carlton and Glenelg being terrible. Yes, well done, well done. Unbelievable. <laughs> well, enough about Nick, Nick the Prick, and let's talk about Bailey Smith some more because yeah. he is really, really good. Yeah. Um, is there a chance of coming to Port Adelaide? Yes, he absolutely is. Very. Um, I think, uh, you know, if he gets past St Kilda at four, obviously we've got the next pick. Um, and that's the big one, is do St Kilda go with Max King? Do they go with Bailey Smith? Or do they go with um, Connor Rosie, who it looks like has uh, shot up the rankings a little bit as well? Well, look, I, I don't care what St Kilda do. For me, uh, unless Rankin or Lucosius drop, for me, we're choosing between Max King and Smith, and we'll take whichever one St Kilda doesn't take. So mm. <laughs> that's, that's my so choice. So if they're both there? If they're both there, then it's more tricky. Um and it Who's comes your peak down to, oh god, I don't know. Like, it depends. Like, have we promised Ken that we're gonna give him a midfielder? <laughs> like, if we promise something like that, then yeah, you go Bailey Smith, right? Mm. Um, because Max King, like, he's got, he's gonna have to come. He's back. not a midfielder. He's, yeah. And he's not a midfielder. He's gonna have to come back as well. <laughs> yeah, no, no, you know what I mean. Like, yeah. if, if we, if we promise, if we promise Ken an instant impact, yeah, we've got to go Smith. Um, if we've told him you are rebuilding for the next coach, which I don't think we've done, but if we've, he sort of feels that way, then we might go on Max King. But I think that if we had a choice, oh, if we went Smith, I would feel comfortable. If we went Max King, I would feel terrified that he's not going to turn out. But if he did turn out, I would feel incredible. So I don't know. It's a tough call. Um, mm. It's a real tough call. We need key forward, We need good key forwards. And this is the first time in a very long time we've had a chance to do that. So, yeah, uh, mm. it's a tough one. I think Max King is probably potentially too good to overlook. Yeah, right. If he's there, as you said, elite key forwards don't grow on trees. No, and it's rare that we get the chance to uh, to pick them. And um, a Max King Todd Marshall duo up forward would look uh, pretty special, I reckon. Yeah, and, and look, um, man, if we have injuries this year or we have a shit year for whatever reason, like there will be. Bailey Smith type players in next year's draft early, but there probably won't be a Max King. Yeah, that's right. Um, but look, maybe Max, maybe Bailey Smith is too good to pass up on because he is. You know, we spoke about Sam Walsh being pretty much a sure thing. You know, Bailey Smith is in that category as well. It's hard to see how he doesn't make it as an AFL player. Um, oh, yeah. And look, if by some chance he doesn't make it as a midfielder, he's going to be the best back flanker in the league. Simple as that. Um, and we know how much uh, we love back flankers. So, uh, <laughs> yeah, like if, if you, uh, it's if a you tough have... one. It's a it's a real tough one. I I think, um, I think he's still going to be there at ten. What? <laughs> I still think he'll be there at ten. Bailey Smith. I, yep. I still think he'll be what? there at ten. What? No. Yep. How? Yep. What? Well, Gold Coast aren't going to pick him. I think it's pretty clear that that won't happen. Yeah, no, okay. I think the Dogs will probably pick Ben King, in my opinion. I, I think the Crows won't pick him. I think they'll go local. 
GWS won't touch him, in my opinion. And uh, that leaves Port with pick 10. Well, look, I, I remember saying back in the day that there was absolutely no chance Port Adelaide would get Ollie Wines. So I'm just going to say there's absolutely no chance Bailey Smith would come to Port Adelaide with pick 10. <laughs> I'll just say that now. Just get that out there, that, that in the air, so that the world can hopefully prove me wrong. <laughs> I, I think this is going to sound strange because I think, um, yeah, this is going to, just going to sound strange, but I feel like he is... There's always a player on Big Footy that people overrate a little bit in terms of their draft spot each year. And then they go, wow, I can't believe such and such dropped. Um, but maybe it, it wasn't the fact that they dropped. Maybe that was just their natural spot. And I feel like Bailey Smith, maybe everybody's overrated his draft position a little bit. Wow. Wow. Um, wow. And I, I, I genuinely believe, I'm not being a smart ass, I genuinely believe he will be there with pick 10. And uh, the scariest cool. thing, the scariest thing of all is the thought that we're going to overlook him with pick 10. That could not happen, surely. Well, it might be. It, it might happen. If, well, if It okay, depends. Well, it depends yeah, on just how strong his uh, anti, you know, wanting to move into state is. Maybe he is that real big flight risk, and maybe that is why he's going to drop to pick 10 and then possibly to Geelong at pick 12, because there's Gold Coast, Adelaide, GWS, Port Adelaide in that group after St Kilda's pick. Um, yeah, it doesn't leave a lot of spots for to go to Victorian. Fair. Um, look, there's been a bit of chat on Spreaker Chat, all from Phil, so it's not really chat, is it? It's just monologue. Um, yeah. <laughs> Phil has said, I view Smith as probably the best fit in a future midfield of Wines and Atlee that we could dream of. And I kind of mm. agree with that. Yeah, F- absolutely. Flight, yeah, next, flight risk talk of Smith strikes me as being pushed by other parties. He hasn't shown anything to say he will go home. And he feels like either Max King or um, Bailey Smith can make Port Adelaide. Um, types like Max fail more often than Smith, though. Which, yeah, we've kind of said that. So that's good. I don't know on the second comment. I disagree on the second comment. There's been a fair bit of chatter about him um, and uh, yeah, but he didn't his rock manager up a and that sort of thing. Cap, did he? <laughs> like, no, you know, he didn't. You got to measure on also, the scale. <laughs> he, he is also on record stating how much he would absolutely love to stay in Victoria. Mm. Um, so he's he's not one of these. Oh, I'm just happy to play anywhere types. He's stated, I want to stay in Victoria. Yeah. Okay. Um, on record in the media. So, look, maybe it is a thing. Maybe maybe he doesn't. And, look, maybe picking, you know, highly rated, you know, flowing locks, Vic Metro kid, uh, you know, <laughs> that's always the thing, isn't it? Do you go, if you have the choice of Vic Metro or someone else, you generally want to pick someone else because there's always the risk of, there's always the flight risk there with Vic, Vic Metro kids. Um I don't know. Maybe he's another one. Maybe I'm just trying to pull negatives out. I don't know. I think you are. It feels like you are. Mm. I don't know. Like... He's a tough <laughs> one. If, if we could end up with Max King at five and Bailey Smith at ten, you're going to hear me screaming. I know. Or, I can already or, hear it. orgasming on live <laughs> podcasting. Um, it's either going to be great or it's going to be highly embarrassing, one or the other. We've been doing this podcast for a while now. And I can hear in your voice the note that says that the main reason you're down on Bailey Smith is because you're terrified that we might get him. 
and just the anxiety and the 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 the, 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 the things about what if we don't, what if we do, what if we don't, it's getting to. Okay. I'm not terrified you gonna sleep that the... we're going to get him. I'm you terrified sleep the next that we're nights? going to overlook him twice. That <laughs> okay. is the thing that I'm absolutely terrified at, is <laughs> come pick 10, and it's going to be fucking Xavier Dersmer or someone, and I'm going to be oh, sitting God, there no. in tears going, what on earth have we just done? Yeah, um, look, the early first that's round That's what I'm scared a... of. The early first round has often been a, a time of tears for Port Adelaide, but um, you know, mostly mm. we've not done too bad. In recent times, I mean, obviously, you know, Ben Jacobs was appalling, but you know, getting wines and Wingard yeah. is pretty nice, and I can't remember who we got since then off the top of my head. But yeah, oh yeah, um, Marshall and um, Pal Pepper, like it's worked out pretty well under the current yeah. administration. So, I, I think... look at the end. At the end of the day, if you pick him and he wants to leave after two years, then I, I oh. don't think he's going to be a Jack Scrimshaw type that's going no, to end well... up. Yeah, we're going to you know, lose him for a massive loss and trade him for pick 76 or whatever it was that Scrimshaw went for. Um, because, uh, you know, Bailey Smith is, you know, all things considered, should probably have played 40 games by then. Yeah. And is going to be in very high demand. Yeah. Um, I, th- I think you take that risk. You just take the risk and hope that um, your system, he falls in love with the club, he works hard and he wants to stay. Um, I think that's it. Yep. Cool. Good. So, yeah, that's it. That All is right. it. I think we've uh, detailed 80-odd players this year's draft. So... <laughs> hey, whoop, whoop, whoop. Um, oh, I've only got to pick three of them, so that's great. <laughs> <laughs> oh, you know, I'm still in the, in the... We might be trading. Look, I'll say it now. If we do trade down... We're not trading down. But if we did, oh, then right. I'll probably skip the day. <laughs> and, and then sit on a sprinkle by myself going, oh my God, I can't believe we traded down. <laughs> I'll, pull, I'll, call a, I'll call in a sickie if we do trade down, call which is unlikely, sickie. but if we do, in that <laughs> unlikely event, I'm just going to call a sickie. Yeah. Um, a question from Spreaker Chat, just jumping in before the Big Footy ones. Um, draft from Windy Runner. Draft Central put out their Phantom Draft and have us picking Ben King, Zach Butters and Xavier Dersma. Would you be happy with this to happen? No. No. No, Absolutely not. Totally agree. I think they're all early, and Xavier does more. I don't want it to cop at all. Uh, but is at ten. Look, I, that's early. I've, I, yeah, I know, know. you. I know you're in that different boat, but I think that's definitely early. If it was Ben King at ten and Butters at fifteen, I'd be okay with yeah, that. Yeah. yeah. Uh, at five, ten, and then Dersma at fifteen. That's that, <laughs> that, that's that's. Up there, that's going to be a depressing <laughs> podcast on yeah. uh, on Thursday that, night. That, I that's that's Macca groaning <laughs> and complaining about it, and me just becoming silent like I did last year. <laughs> I'm all right with Butters at ten, um, Ben King at five, no, and uh, Dersmer at fifteen. Absolutely not, definitely yeah. not. Yeah, yeah. Um, so yeah, that would be a depressing one. That would be a very depressing one. It would be rough. Uh, it would be rough. Yep, yeah. um, and that scares me. The thought of you know, this you, you could fairly this say, talk of Dersmer at fifteen, it's uh, it's not going away. It's not going away. That, if with that trio, you could fairly say, in my opinion, that you have managed to take three first round draft picks into a draft and not address a single need. <laughs> yeah, Dersmer is, you know, not the type of player that we need at all. Dersmer We've got about is, eight is of a, them is already. Is inside mid, which you know we'd be right in the back of the line. Zach Butters, he's all right. He's good. He's got some yeah. positive aspects, but is I'm, he need? I'm no. Positive on Zach Butters. And, is and, he a need? Absolutely, he's no. a need. Oh, 
compared to who else you can compare. We've just lost all our run and outside bloody. Yeah, but like compared to other player types, is his player type a need? Because there's there's faster guys available. Oh, I don't agree. And Ben King, he's 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 not a need. He we could do with him because it's always good to have a developing young tall backman that you can rely on. Particularly seeing as most clubs seem to lose one every couple of years. Um, Mm. Australian clubs, anyway. The Adelaide's bringing that average up. I don't know. I feel like that would be a, a, a really hellish draft day. Anyway, Ben King at five. You've you've potentially still got Max King available, although probably not. He's probably gone to security. You've definitely got Bailey Smith available. Mm. You've definitely got Coldwell and Rosie available. You would think. Yeah. Uh, yeah, I, I would not be keen on that one. You'd have more. I would not be keen. Yeah. I've got Ben King at fifteen on my list. I've got Butters at eleven, and I've got Dersmer at thirty-two. So that would be. Horrifying. <laughs> Horrifying. From a uh, talent perspective. Okay. Uh, but yes, anyway, moving on. Questions from Big Footy. Schultz yeah. and Fest has asked, you've gone through all the kids, but are there any mature age prospects who you think deserve a shot oh, at AFL a, level? That's a you question, I think. Go ahead. Um, I do. I'm not sure how many of these. Um, I've got four main ones, and that's Darcy Fort from Centrals, who's a ruckman. Okay. Uh, probably doesn't relate to Port Adelaide anymore, but um, I think he's deserving of a shot. He's the best ruck outside the AFL system at the moment and has uh, gone through the clouds this year in terms of uh, development. Um, he's been around the mark for you know five or six years now, um, and it looks like he's finally developed into an AFL-type ruckman. Uh, there's Marlon Pickett from Swan Districts in WA. He's He turns 27 next year. Uh, but he had by far his best season at uh, at waffle level. Um, has previously been in prison, I think. Um, so not sure what that means. Um, but he's def- definitely a talent, very quick, lots of X factor, lots of run and carry, can kick a goal as well. Um, he's definitely half a chance as a rookie pick for us, I reckon. Uh, Mitch Grigg from Nord is someone who's been around the mark for a long time. Obviously played at the Crows for three or four years. Um, you know, he's he's definitely a step above SA NFL level. He's won two McGarry's and uh, averages something crazy like 30 touches and a goal a game. Um, you know, is he just in that class of too good for SA NFL, not good enough for AFL? Possibly, probably. Uh, I think he would need to change his game if he was to get back at AFL level. Um, but he couldn't have done much more to get a shot. And uh, there's many, many worse players on AFL list than Mitch Grigg. And uh, Jai Bolton's probably the last one from Claremont, who um, was on Collingwood's rookie list. Um, but again, he's a midfielder, um, really impressive type. He's about 24 now and uh, should be ready to go. Yeah, the only one I had has been picked up under that ridiculous new role, and that's Kruger, um, Nathan Kruger. So. Yeah, hmm. yeah. Yes. Um, Wilbur15 has asked, what are your dream drafts for Port? Dream drafts? So what's your ultimate three picks Thursday night? Who are the first top three players in the draft? Because, I don't know. Who do you want want with 5, 10 and 15? What's your ultimate... Like, that is... We've absolutely nailed the draft. All right. Who are the three players? 
Look, I've got a couple of answers to this. Can I do a couple? Like the first one is... Oh, if you have to. <laughs> longer ter- like my, my long-term brain would say the best result would be King, King, and I don't know, someone like... Uh, I don't know. Um, see, uh, Riley Colley Dawkins. Something like that would be pretty good for me. I would be pretty excited. Okay. Getting three giant players and two of them key positions. Um, I would be That would be a pretty exciting one. But then another one says, well, what about drafting for next year? Like... What's going to make me happiest next year? And then it's something like Bailey Smith. And then, I don't know, maybe if you could somehow get a Jai Coldwell at 10, that'd be pretty nice to add on there. And then you'd probably add another midfielder, wouldn't you? Um, probably a Butters or someone like that. So, uh, mm. yeah. Mm. That's pretty... That's, I suppose, off the top of my head, that's the closest I've got. How about you? Fair enough. I reckon I will be happiest if we go... If we were to get Max King at 5, Bailey Smith at 10, and then someone like Butters or Ian Hill with 15... I'd be over the moon because I think that that um, that solves all our issues. We've got another toll who I think we need. I think people forget that we whilst we have a lot of forward options at the moment. I think we've got what one toll forward under the age of 28 or something. Yeah. So um, we absolutely need another developing key forward, and Max King solves that. Yeah. Um, Bailey Smith potentially the best midfielder in the draft. Ugh. If we were to get him at 10, that's pants down lap around the table time. Mm. Um, and I still think we need an outside classy player with some pace. And Zach Butters fits that bill. Ian Hill fits that bill. So if we were to get those three players, um, I would be over the moon. Yeah, I'd be happy with that too, really. So, and see, that's 5, 6 and 11 on my list. And, and so and that's much better than 15, 11 and players. 46 or whatever. <laughs> Three Metro players as well. At least they know each other. That's right. That's right. <laughs> and look, if they all want to leave at once, then maybe we'll get pick one. Maybe oh. we can do some sort of a group, group deal or something. Oh, there you go. Uh, Glitch01 has said, uh, he has said, obviously, Buku Karmas is your made-up name this week. Um, and he's also said, yeah, and he's also said... Um, I see we look like keeping Hewitt on the list again. Should we be letting him go and looking yes. at another prospect? Bye yes, bye. we should have done that two years ago. Yes, correct. Yes. Yes. Yes, yes definitely. Um, Sleazy has asked, who is the worst under-18 prospect you have ever seen? And does Porsche agree? It's impossible to answer that question. It is. It is, it is literally impossible because the worst under-18 prospect I've seen, A, I definitely can't remember, because I probably would have only seen them once and they've probably only played one TSE Cup game or something like that. Um, I can name the worst draftee that I think has been drafted. Uh, and that's Harvey? Matthew Smith. Oh, okay. Mitch Harvey. Mitch Harvey. Oh. <laughs> Look, he's played, he's played some decent footy. And he, he kicked a lot of goals that year. I understand that. Yeah. But he just wasn't the right player for Port Adelaide at any stage and didn't really have AFL potential. And that was proven by the fact that he was delisted after his first contract. Um, but I think Matthew Smith, who got drafted by the Crows in 2000, I think it was, he's the worst player I've ever seen get drafted. He was awful and somehow managed to stay on their list for five years, I think. Did not get anywhere near getting an AFL game at any stage. Spent most of the time playing in the SNFL reserves. I'm not sure how he stayed on the list for five years. I think he started at Sturt. He either started at Sturt and then went to Port, or he started at Port and then went to Sturt. I can't remember which. Um, 
but I remember watching him play at Port, just thinking, this guy's fucking useless. How how is he on an <laughs> AFL list? Um, and yeah, so he's definitely my worst um, under eighteen draftee that I've seen. For me, like I've been thinking about it a little bit. I reckon if you restricted to Port Adelaide briefly, and we'll go wider. Um, I think that John Rombotis is right up there. Uh, he was a pick five, and he did nothing, not a single thing, and then he just disappeared entirely off the face of the earth. Deep vein Rombotis. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, then I think Ben Jacobs is an appalling use of the first round pick because he had never at any point, A, looked like he was worth a first round pick, or B, looked like a player that Port Adelaide should pick up, or C, even looked like he was going to be an AFL player. Uh, I, I, I despise that pick at every level. Uh, at every mm. time. There's no hindsight on this one. I was up against Ben Jacobs uh, that whole time. Um, he's right up there. Um, but if you want like a wider one, I think that for the maximum enjoyment for a Port fan, which is obviously a terrible Crows player, uh, and then the amazing endorsement that should have said they were going to be a superstar, I think it's probably Balraj Singh. Uh, as I remember distinctly before the draft that Russell Ebert, who was involved with the juniors at that time, you know, really, really, really talked Balraj Singh up enormously. Um before the draft, and then he just went on and did absolutely nothing. Yeah. Yeah, he was... Um, I think a lot of Crows fans rate him as the worst pick of all time as well. There you go. Um, <laughs> but he, he looked like a super athletic type, from what I remember. Mm. Um, he had a really good year for West Adelaide that year, and then just did nothing at all. Barely played another game, I don't think. Um, John Rombotis, like, he... I can understand why we picked him because we were picking for experience and he was young enough. He played 30-odd games for Fitzroy and uh, was ready to go. But he just never played and then legged it no. at the end of the first year. So that was a complete waste of time. He didn't do anything in football. Yeah, he was a complete waste of time. Um, <clears throat> Wade Champion's probably the worst port pick I can remember because he, okay, yeah. he was a full forward. Um that just didn't kick goals or get the ball or do anything, really. And uh, didn't didn't do much at uh, underage level the year that he got drafted. And uh, I'm pretty sure we only picked him because we kind of needed a forward and he was the full forward for South Australia at under-18 level that year. And, um, yeah, <laughs> he wasn't, he wasn't much chop. Um I want to name Cameron Hitchcock just for the sheer duration of time you spent on our list uh, based on very little at all. Uh, oh, Luke Peel. How could I forget Luke Peel? <laughs> Luke Peel he was oh much worse God. than Wade Champion. <laughs> Luke yeah. Peel was awful. Oh, God, yeah. Um, I also want to name um, Jared Irons for having a couple of good preseason games and then suddenly everyone on Bigfoot, I remember, was like, oh, Jared Irons. And I'm like, nah, he's not going to do anything. He did nothing. And that was it. He was not. He's yeah. probably one of the nicer ones of those. Um, I don't know. Didn't we, rookie Tom Rishby? Plus, he looked like Ellen. <laughs> there you go. Um, yeah, there's plenty. Of, there's always plenty that you can sort of talk about, and a lot of things you can say in advance. You never wanted anyone in your football club. It's it's not hard. Look, that's not the hard part about um, draft watching. It's not being negative. <laughs> Am I right? Yeah. In my view, it's yeah. it's easy to just say this player shit, this player shit, and you hear me do it a lot. Um, <laughs> yes, yes, <laughs> yes, but we do. It, it's harder to pick a player that said most people are saying this player is shit, and then work out now they got something. Because um, mm. the default is, you know, the, a very small percentage of players in any uh, state league underage 
uh, team is going to play AFL. It's really, really low. You know, eighty. We talk about eighty players. Like that's what three teams with a couple of reserves. Um, yep. And how many junior football teams are there out there of eight, just purely eighteen or seventeen, eighteen year olds every year? You know, it's it's huge. So, um, yeah, yeah. The, the the trick is finding the ones that are going to work out. Yep. Nice. Hmm. And that's it for this evening. Hey. Draft previews are done. We've got the uh, the Phantom. We'll do the first fifteen picks um, tomorrow night. Uh, yep. I think Filthy is coming on to help hey. us do that, which is great. Hey. Excellent. And, uh, yeah, so we'll do the first 15 picks, then Thursday, obviously, the live show, which will be fantastic. Um, just before we go, Windy Runner has dropped something that I want to throw out there because I know that it would have been controversial if he'd said it a few years ago. He reckons our worst draftee was Nick Salter. Ooh! Nick Salter? Okay. Uh, only because Fair we enough. didn't play him uh, in forward line. Yeah. <laughs> really? Well, that's not really his fault, though, is it? No, it's not. I, I think that's a bit <laughs> rough. I think that's probably a bit controversial, that one. Uh, and he said yeah. just before that, see the news, Fantasia came out and said Anguin over Corns was a sensational failure. Yes, it was. Correct. <laughs> yes, absolutely. I'm glad he's finally realised it. <laughs> yeah, well, I mean, he's got a bit of distance <laughs> from it now, hasn't he? <laughs> yeah. Uh, Anguin over Corns. Yep, that was wonderful. <laughs> Thanks, James. Yep, yep. We'll speak to you tomorrow, guys. Until then, can't appear. Can't for... It's going to be good. It's going to be a good draft, Mecca. Draft! Oh, 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 wait. Sorry. Before we go, Phil has mentioned Matthew Westhoff. Yes. Yes, yes, Matthew Westhoff. Right up there. Yes. Be- because Gotta I be remember up. distinctly the quote from Choco saying, oh, we drafted him because he's just like his brother. And then there was, I think, some other quote somewhere about him actually overruling the recruiters on it. Um, yeah. <laughs> wow. Wow. That's why coaches don't run recruiting. Yep. Okay. Now we're actually going to go. Thank you. Uh, <laughs> hopefully you'll listen tomorrow. Bye. Yes. Bye. Well, they've got three in about five minutes here. Well done. Could you do it again? It's going and going and going home. He's kicked three. Unbelievable. 